going to be interviewing my Nana, Linda Taylor. Do you want to say anything about yourself? Um, hi, and I'm glad we're going to do this. This is fun already. Um, I'm retired. So let's get started with a quick question. Um, what type of neighborhood did you grow up in? Was it fun? Was it a good area? Was it a bad area? Well, I don't even think, um, but people still looked out for each other and looked out for people's property. So people generally were friendly. It, it wasn't yesterday, so we kept our doors open. We didn't lock our door, and everybody felt pretty safe. So you were saying that everybody felt pretty safe and like you guys didn't lock your doors or did you guys just felt safe enough to just want but your parents very strict? Mother wasn't strict. I was raised by my mother. I mean we could we could walk home and not be nervous or or maybe a boyfriend and we would uh, we'd walk and not think about how careful we should be. That's nice. Um, of good girlfriends. One of my girlfriends was named Patty. And Patty was an Elwha Indian. And so Patty lived with us. She was a foster child. And her parents had both died. And so she was raised with me and lived with us. The other was a woman named Nina. Nina Casilio. And her parents and her came from New York City. So uh, so they were very, very used to many, many, many more people. Because this was a small town of probably 30,000 people total. So they were friends. And while we lived rural, Nina lived in town. And she really lived in what would have been called downtown. And so we would go to her um, house every Friday night to dress, uh, put our makeup on for the um, for the dance at the YMCA that night. Every Friday night, and we'd have lots of fun uh, putting our makeup on and deciding what we ought to wear and dancing, trying out new moves. To a dance? What was it like? How was it fun? Well, I think we thought it was fun. We had the nerve to go ask somebody. And we all put our coats in the bathroom in a corner, and then there'd be some girl laying on top of that big high pile of coats, crying her eyes out over breaking up with uh, her boyfriend. And so you could always wait and see who was going to break up every Friday. After the dance, we would walk. Nina lived across the street from an Arctic Circle. I don't even know. Do they have Arctic Circles anymore? I'm not sure. I've never heard of an Arctic Circle. Okay, they may not have them anymore. Um, an Arctic Circle where we get, all get uh, French fries and milkshakes. And, and we'd stand around talking, drinking, and eating our french fries until people's parents came to pick them up from that uh, Arctic Circle. Um, often, Patty and I would stay um, overnight at Nina's and then 
my mother would come pick us up Saturday morning. So we thought it was fun. Uh, seems kind of silly now, but it was fun then. Younger, uh, because I was the baby of the family, um, I had three sisters and Patty and... So this question is a little bit off topic, but what did you do for fun? Oh, I don't know. Uh, back then, we used to... We used to dance a lot. Um, now, when I was still at home, all of us girls, because there were six of us, we harmonized and had a piano, and mother played the piano, and we and and two of my sisters played the piano, and we would harmonize. Farm? Uh, we didn't, but the, all the people around us were on a farm. So we had a big, a, a big kind of barn-like building, um, but it wasn't for animals, it was for um, trucks. The man that Mother Mary uh, had a gravel business, little gravel, and so he had dump trucks, big trucks, and so we had a big uh, place where he kept those trucks and our cars, um, uh, but we didn't, we didn't have farms. We had dogs, he had a giant garden. And we had dogs, and we had one goat. I went to college in Portland, Oregon first. And um, we would go to dances there. We'd go to dances on campus. Uh, it was beginning to be um, hippie times, times with hippies, and times of, of a lot of civil rights issues. And so we did a lot of organizing and protests and the Black Panthers were starting then and so we um, we did things with uh, groups the Black Student Union the Black Panthers um, and Patty ended up in what was called the Longhouse uh, where the Indian Studies programs program was was interesting because not in Portland, but I later, because of my early participation in all those programs, I think, I ended up as the director of the Black Education Program in uh, Spokane, Washington. Oh, at Eastern Washington University. Mm. And that was a, a, a great job. So that's that's what we did. I mean, those were times when there was never not a protest you could go get involved in if you wanted to, and we wanted to. So we were uh, often, we would drive to San Francisco and get involved in things in San Francisco, but mostly music and, and community organizing and protests is what we did. Oh, you said you liked your job. What was your favorite job you had? Well, I think um, a very good job and a job which probably set my work for my life was that job at Eastern Washington University where we started the Black Education Program uh, and the Black Student Union uh, because we had to write and, and get past new programs for, um, 
social studies, for remedial reading, writing, um, and support. Support. It was very interesting because we had a recruiter out of that we employed out of Chicago, and that recruiter sent um, 58 young black students between 17 18 years old I'm not kidding I'll bet it had less than 10,000 people in it oh wow so like small yes very 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 small like two Tucson high schools <laughs> and and um, everybody in that town was scared to death of these black students, these young black students. And I was their age then pretty much as well. I was probably 20 by then. Um, and what was so crazy about it was that most of these kids, while they were from Chicago, they had grown up and never left like a two-block radius around their house. And so they were scared to death of the people in Genie. And, and neither of them ever talked to each other. You know, they didn't approach each other. Um, but, the, but it was my first real understanding of, of how misperceptions were. Um, they, they'd never been around that many white people. And that was a absolutely white town, not predominantly white. <laughs> so that was a good job. And that, I had several jobs after that, but that really set my life for the kind of jobs I would end up doing. Um, when I directed women's rights for the city of Seattle and, um, and was the deputy mayor, uh, when I was the... Uh, Director of Diversity for Raytheon here in town. That's how I came to Tucson. Um, those were all similar kinds of jobs that I had really worked in other jobs my whole life to prepare me to do. So those were kind of the last two jobs that I had. Um, and so that early job and the civil rights movement really, and probably the things that happened to me in high school kind of set me on the road to do the kind of work that I ended up doing. I see. Well, those are all the questions I have today, but if you have anything more to say, feel free to speak on it. Good. Well, I don't have anything more to say. It's been really fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you for letting me interview you. You were very kind about this. I appreciate that. Um, I'm such a kind person. You are. <laughs> <laughs> and I will see you later. Okie doke. Bye-bye.